Thank you for listening to the Annie Johnson series, where Annie talks to us about what integrated school is like. She shares poignant stories, what it was like to take the black bus, having to go to the back of the integrated bus, sitting at the back of the integrated classroom, where no questions were to be asked. Having to run home for safety, Annie shares her first school encounters with other white children and juxtaposes this to how different life was then in the North. Perhaps something we've lost a bit right now. We hear how, as children, they were taught to self-suppress speaking and looking at white figures of authority. An escape from Mississippi to Missouri, Annie shares her biggest hope for the country that we can all get along and stop the killing. With more love in our hearts, we would have less and fewer wars and race-related problems. A little more love in our hearts, she says. Now, Annie served the country as a military spouse and traveled the world. And she also shares her hope for Rosa Parks and Harriet Tubman to receive recognition and acknowledgement across our country. She also talks me through what it was like for her mother to vote for Obama twice before she passed at the ripe old age of 98. From tears to strength, Annie says we can't keep the hurt in our heart forever. What was it like to go to the back of the bus? What bus? You didn't get on no bus. Oh. Only bus I got on is when I moved here. Other than that, if you either walk or your parents took you. Right. Oh, you mean the school bus? Yeah. Was you, it Mex- You had a separate bus. There was a bus that was grown by a black man who picked up the black kids mm-hmm. and took them to the black school. Then when they integrated, you still rode on that black bus. You didn't ride on the bus with the white kids. Wow. So when you got to school, the teacher would place you in the back and the whites up front. And was the teacher fair? That what, is that fair? No, I know that. Though was the teacher beside that even fair to you? No. Teacher was mean? Teacher was always mean. Always act like... He didn't hear nothing that you said. If you asked him a question about something in your class, he would say, well, what are you paying attention? I thought when you ask, when a student asks a question, yeah. it's something they don't understand. Right. That's why they are asking. Oh. But no, most of the teachers was not fair. No. And what was your first day of integrated school like? Where was it? In Missouri. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. What year was that? 63. So with Lyndon Johnson or Kennedy? Must have been Johnson. Kennedy John- just had got killed. So it was Johnson. As a matter of fact. So Johnson integrated the schools. Okay, then it was Johnson. When Kennedy got killed, I remember I was still going to all-black school. Because mm-hmm. we were sitting in the classroom, and they announced it over the intercom right. that he had got killed. And what was the first day like? Oh, <sighs> Scary. Mm. Could you see hate in their eyes? Oh, yeah. They, they walk up down the hallway and look at you like, when I get a chance, I'm going to kill you. And there was some who attacked a couple of my cousin, but they attacked the wrong boy. Because mm-hmm. they fought back? Yeah, they did. They fought back. He put him in the hospital. You guys weren't worried about the KKK? Mm. No. Mm, no, I wasn't. I didn't know much about the KKK mm. then. Yeah. Um, 
And when you came north, how did that feel? I felt like, you know, when you first get up here and you're in this classroom and black and white is not paying that kind of stuff, no attention. The whites is not looking at you strange. <laughs> it, you kind of take a deep breath and mm. let it out. Okay, I ain't mm. got to run home from school today. Because mm. there was time I had to run. In Mississippi? In Missouri. In Missouri, sorry. But I was too far to run home. So what you do, you run, and you get around the other black guys that mm. you know that was going to protect you. Mm. Because nine times out of ten, if you have a fight, I had a fight. I had a fight once. I had a fight. We was in gym. The white girl walked up to me, and she rubbed my arm. And I said, what are you doing? She said, I just want to see where the black come off. So I showed her it come off. I hit a dead in the eye. <laughs> so she had a black eye. Yeah. She went home. She told her mama that she was playing volleyball. She got hit with the volleyball. She didn't get hit with no volleyball. Uh-huh. She got hit by this little 75-pound black woman, this <laughs> short girl. <laughs> so you stood up for yourself. I had to. Though up here, it felt better. Much better. Normal. Yeah. Normal. What's it like living in a country though, where there's so slavery and hate and when you ra- can when you, you truly when you're feel born in it and raised up in it, yeah. you just fear, and you, you knew where your place was. Uh huh. You knew where your place was. Mm-hmm. You know if we was taught, you didn't say nothing back. Mm-hmm. Because there was time my dad had to run. Mm. I mean, there was time when dad had to grab us. We didn't have no car. Mm. He got his uncle. He put us in that car. Mm -hmm. We couldn't pick up no furniture. Mm -hmm. My mom just spread a sheet out in the floor, took Mm -hmm. all our clothes, dumped it in there, tied it up. Dad put it in the trunk of his uncle's car. And we had to go across another county because where we lived at, the mayor of that county did not like the mayor where my mom mom lived at. And dad know once he got across that county, mm-hmm. we would be safe. Mm-hmm. But it didn't quite work out like that. No. But we was taught if we was asked any question, no matter what, you don't say a word. You don't open your mouth to could, say a word. Could you look people right in the eyes? No. You, no. Horrible. White man didn't like for you to look him in his eye. He, wow. he didn't like that. And we got to my grandmother's house, and about three or four days, or maybe a week later, here come two white men dressed in black suits. I will never forget it dressed in black suits. And as he walking up to my grandmother's door, he was asking her, is Earl here? That's my dad's name. We kept on playing, we didn't say nothing. So he walked in the house and he asked my mother. He said, where's Earl? Cause they had got into it. Mm-hmm. My mom said, I don't know. He said, yeah, you do know. And he said, and if you don't tell us we're going to arrest you and put you in jail. And I'm looking at my grandmother, and she's not saying nothing. Mm-hmm. 
But I learned later the reason she did not say nothing, she would have made it worse. Mm -hmm. So he put the handcuffs on her, and all us children, we just started crying. And he took her out to the car, and one man said to him, he said, I don't think she know anything, because if she did, I don't, she wouldn't just go to jail and, you know, and not tell. So they decide to take the handcuffs off of her. She still never said a word. <laughs> she just turned around, walked back in the house, picked up my little baby sister, and I don't think we ever talked about it again. Some way or another, she got a letter to my dad. Mm -hmm. My dad left at night. That's the only way he would travel. Through the woods. So, so the same as the the Underground Railroad More with Harriet Tubman. Mm -hmm. Tubman. And when he came back, it was at night. I remember seeing my grandmother door come and open, and it was my dad walking in. Oh, was we happy to see that man. Mm. A day or so later, just before the sun came up, a cousin of my mom from Missouri came down, mm -hmm. and uh, now <laughs> I laugh about it. I said, we was the black Beverly Hillbillies. We moved just <laughs> the way the Beverly Hillbillies moved. This man had this little bitty truck, and wow. all we could get in the back of that truck was my three brothers. Oh my goodness. And what little clothes we had, and daddy would cover, had a top to go over the, the back part of the truck. And that's where my three brothers rode at. Wow. I sit in my dad's lap. My mom helped my little sister and the driver. And we that's how we got from Mississippi to Missouri. And it was quite some time before my parents would go back down there because we knew he was that man was still looking for my dad. Years later, because my dad was the type of person when it came to his family, mm -hmm. if I got to kill you, I would kill you. Mm -hmm. So, and what what's what's your biggest hope right now for this country? All get along. If we could just all get along mm -hmm. and stop all this killing. Yeah. If we had more love in our heart, regardless mm. what color a person is, we wouldn't have this war. This war, these wars would not be getting, would not be going on right now mm. if we had just a little bit more love in our heart for each country. Yeah. And Annie, you've served the U.S. military. Mm -hmm. My husband did. Your husband, but your family. I was though. with him. I mean, you served the military. What countries mm. you served in? England, Germany. Japan. Japan. He served Korea, um, Philippines. I didn't go to the Philippines. I went as far as I went was Okinawa. Yeah. But you know, I saw, even though Japan, yeah, they, they'll let you know you ain't welcome because the sign gonna be up there. Nigga, go home. Instead of the sign saying stop, you take some of them back roads. Mm -hmm. I've seen them. I've seen them in Germany. And I quit, my husband made me quit taking them the back roads. Because mm -hmm. they got it in plain English, not in their language, but in plain English. Nigga, go home. 
is the fact that February is Black History Month mean something to you? No, every month should be Black History <laughs> yeah. Month. What, what, what do you, how do you feel that Harriet Tubman's not on the $20 bill? She's supposed to be. She's supposed to be, and I think um, Rosa Parks should be somewhere. Mm-hmm. In, in Detroit, they got a couple streets with her name on it. Yeah. But so. But so uh, she's... no, you, we'll never get the recognition that they deserve to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope they do. Well, my dad said, one day there's going to be a black president. He said, I probably won't be around to see it. He said, I'll probably be dead and gone, in which he was. But my mom died. Matter of fact, we're getting ready to celebrate this coming Friday, her fourth year of being dead, because she died at the age of 98, four years ago. So she so saw Obama. She saw Obama, <laughs> and she, before she died, she, she got a chance to vote two times for him. I called my sisters. I said, y'all make sure either she vote through mail or take her down there. So my Good sister point. says, I'm going to take her down there. And with her age, they'll let her come to the front of the line because she has a walker. And they did. She said we didn't have to stand in line for her. Yeah, so she, she got it, and she rejoiced that. She really loved that. Well, Annie, thank you for sharing all that with me. Yeah. I, you know, I try not to. Sometimes I used to. I'm getting better. Because it used to be if I thought about it or talked mm. about it, then I would cry. Yeah, of course. But now, it's you know, I time. just let hurtful things just... You can't keep that in your heart forever because yeah. it's weight and it's dead weight. Because that's all, you know, disliking somebody because of the way they treated you or because yeah. of the color of your skin, that's weight. They going on. You still the one that got that load on your shoulder. So you're all about forgiveness. Forgiveness. So not forgetting. You ask me for forgiveness. I have no problem forgiving you, but remember, I will never forget it, especially if it's something hurting, mm-hmm. degrading, uh, something you have did to my family. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'll forgive you, because if not, that load, that's still on me. Yeah. It's on the country, too. Yeah. I see why Obama hair turned quite so quick. He went in as a blackhead <laughs> man, but he came out as a whitehead man. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Annie's story. Please listen to the other three parts of this series, because if we don't remember the past, we are condemned to repeat it. I look forward to your questions and comments and how you demonstrate leader-like behaviors. Also, go forth and interview your elders. You'll be surprised what we can all learn. Be leader-like.